Uh, so today I am having a co-working day with my friend um, LaTanya and we're just sitting here chatting and I thought, oh my gosh, uh, this is a podcast right here. I should not be the only person hearing your thoughts. So um, this is Yulia with Mindful Education and I'm here with the extraordinary, um, I don't know how to introduce you, you have so many categories that you fall into. So Latanya, um, let's talk a little bit about what we were talking about, and that is identity and uh, grit. This is the, the the subject that you're actually writing a TED Talk on, yeah. and I'm so excited to hear all about it. Um, so um, yes, I am Latanya, Latanya Carter. Um, introductions are hard for me right now because immediately when I heard you say I'm going to let you introduce yourself. I thought, oh gosh, who am I? You know, and and I think honestly right now I'm in such discovery and I'm not sure that I have an answer for you. And like one of my favorite things right now is that I don't have to. Mm -hmm. I don't have to have an answer to that right now. Mm -hmm. And that gives me comfort and time to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's okay also. Awesome. Um, But loosely, (laughs) I am a mom. Um, My husband and I have a blended family of seven. Uh, I've been a teacher. I taught at the collegiate level in a college uh, and technical colleges, but I also spent some time um, in a charter school where I was the department chair, and so I kind of had some teachers under my wing, but of course I've been a PTA parent, um, parenting kids. My oldest is 20. She's at UCLA, so I did that, (laughs) and then I have a five-year-old who's starting kindergarten this year, so I'm kind of excited. Um, So yeah, um, a wife friend, mother, everything. I'm, I've been um, a tutor most recently as my profession, which has really kind of gotten me really face-to-face with students in a way that I don't know that I ever did outside of my own children. Um, so I've really, really uh, enjoyed that experience. I think it has just added to the levels of what I know about education. Wonderful. And so, I yeah. feel like it's added, like your own personal experiences have added so much passion for the subject. Sure. I know every conversation you and I have, I mean, you're just so enthusiastic and passionate. And the reason why I couldn't wait to record this podcast with you is because I was so blown away um, when we were talking about um, the idea of grit um, and how you have been able to help each one of your children navigate the system of education and more specifically the public school system um, in in different parts of the country, right? So you've Mm -hmm. experienced uh, living in LA now. Right. Uh, And then where were you before that? Okay, so um, yeah, we lived, I've actually lived in Arkansas, Mm -hmm. Texas, and uh, California. Okay. So my oldest daughter has experienced those three public school systems um, and even a private school in Arkansas. So kind of made our way through charter and trying to find our way, you know, Mm -hmm. finding the best thing for her at the time. Um, So you're right. I have, I can't, I'm not sure if I have. Well, no, you're going the right way. So all we're talking about is that we're, we're talking about public school, your experience as a mom, as a teacher, as a tutor with your own kids in all these different locations. Um, where, where I'm coming from is, um, you have all these different perspectives at work. Um, and overall, uh, my question to you is, you know, walk me through your experience with your through your own children sure. 
through the public school system. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll, we'll take it from there. Okay. So um, I know that you did mention the grit part. Mm-hmm. And so to give you a little background on that, um, I last this time last summer, actually, I watched happened to watch a TED Talk of a lady, and I wish I knew her name, um, but she, her TED Talk was about grit. Mm-hmm. And, and in terms of the education system and what you see for students is that if you have grit, and her bottom line was, if a student has grit, then they can make it through. And I understand that from its base, and but I think it rustled my feathers like a little bit, you know, um, because I have my oldest daughter who, like I said, we navigated the school system in a way she knew early on that she liked science. We were not, she wasn't very specific at the time, but we knew that if she was going to college and it was going to be in science, we had these STEM requirements that would be necessary for entrance and excel, ability to excel the programs. So we started early, you know, sixth grade, she was taking these math classes. She was trying to maximize everything that she could so that she could get the end game that Mm -hmm. she wanted. And she was good at it. Mm -hmm. She went in the classroom. She sat down. She would um, do exactly what was told of her to do. And um, anything that was required, she did it. Mm -hmm. ACT scores, whatever we needed to do. And so I successfully, in my head, navigated a public school system. My daughter made it to UCLA. She's neuroscience. We did it. We won. Yay. And then I have my most wonderful, I, I say my, the, the child who opened my mind the most, because my first one was more like me. She was in, you know, academia and I knew exactly what to do. Um, the grit came as a problem for me, for her, because I knew for sure that no one in the public school system recognized my 13 year old as academically having grit Mm -hmm. so backing up your first daughter goes through the system has that academic grit Mm -hmm. she you said to me you know was able to sit in class focus push through get her work done and really reach all of those goals Mm -hmm. and here comes your second daughter and so that's who we're talking about now right and she just it never really seemed like she had what this ted talk was talking about where this grit looked like a certain thing. And I think this grit was laid out with like bullet points and like, this is what it looks like when you see it. And it was always in the frame of school system, like math, science, English. So it just go, Oh, well, she doesn't have it, you know? But then I started to really realize, wait a minute, she does have it. She has it. It looks a little bit different, but if you know anything about her, her grit has more to do with, um, She's more of an artist. And so because she's an artist, she will go really hard for that thing. And if, you, if you're if you closing one eye, you might miss it. Mm-hmm. But she has grit. It just doesn't look the same as what's right. I remember when she decided um, she wanted me to, we had gone to, we had been, she wanted to be a singer and an actress. And we'd done all these things. We'd taken vocal lessons and acting classes and we've done everything and she says oh she wants to do gymnastics okay fine well if you go in there and teach yourself how to do cartwheel and this and that then we'll do it because it's money you know and we didn't we just didn't have it and then before I knew it she was coming in to me and saying could we buy a gymnastics mat for her she taught herself how to do a cartwheel a backhand spring, all from YouTube. This is grit. Mm-hmm. This is her going in her room and doing it over and over and over until she had it. This is everything we're talking about. This is grit. Mm-hmm. It never shows up on her report card, though. Yeah. 
because this is not what we're testing in school. And so for her, the grit is lost in the system and she loses part of herself because everyone in her school experience is telling her she doesn't have it. She doesn't have it. And that's hurting her self-esteem. It's hurting her in game. You know, she needs to know that she does have grit. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, you know, I'm most interested in the fact that grit is based on your interest. Everyone has grit. If you find something they're interested in, they will go just as hard as the person who loves physics. You just have to be able to be open to seeing it in a different light. Yeah, I love that message. Um, and it sounds like uh, your first daughter, um, you know, she had an experience at school that really elevated her and pushed her and um, her grit because it fits so well into the system and their expectations of her. Um, you know, school the school experience for her was pretty positive. Mm -hmm. And she's still excelling um and so for her the system worked well and she had a mom kind of really keeping her focused and keeping her moving along and your experience um with genesis your your second daughter was so different and you and i talked a little bit about some of the messaging she received in mm -hmm. school um, maybe from principals or counselors or teachers. So I'd love to hear about your experience as a mom and what you did in order to advocate for your daughter. Um, because I believe a lot of the parents that I talk to um, could really relate to that story and that aspect of it. So um, do you have any kind of uh, stories uh, that you can share um, in terms of that? Well, I have to kind of be honest. Initially, I kind of went with the same rhetoric. Um, you know, I was being told things, too, as a parent, <clears throat> excuse me, that I, I believed because I was being told that, you know, I just needed to do certain things and then she'd be better and that th these were all my problems and I needed to fix her. Mm -hmm. But the more I realized that she didn't need to be fixed. She needed to be recognized as an individual who had a different need. Mm -hmm. And when that first started happening, it was more, they were asking me to do more of an ADHD type mm -hmm. thing. And, and they wanted to diagnose and give appeal. And, you know, I don't think that that was what was going on. And that was the easy route for the school system because, um, you know, it just calmed them down so that they, you know, lose person personality to me. And that's what I didn't want for Genesis. So, I mean, but like I said, I think I was telling you a story before about <laughs> this time that uh, it was Halloween. And so we have the seven kids and there. So we've all gone out and we've gotten all this candy and she's eaten so much of it. And I'm like, do not eat any more of your candy tonight. And she said, OK. And we, we all went our separate ways. And the next thing I know, she comes back in the room and she's chewing on something. And I'm like, I know I said not to eat any of your candy. And she just looks at me and she says, this isn't my candy. This is Donnie's candy, her mm -hmm. little brother. And I'm just like, okay, so was she wrong? Absolutely not. She can find whatever the loophole in your statement. Right. And I just personally do not feel like that's a negative thing. It's negative for adults when a child is doing it. Mm -hmm. But these are things that as an adult are not necessarily bad. This is what attorneys do all day long. Right. And so we just kept thinking, oh, she's going to be an attorney because she just knows how to find the loophole. Right. But this is the experience that we have with her. And so at some point I had to realize that the things I'm being asked to take from her are later going to be asked for me to give back to her, to empower her. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would go on parent-teacher conferences that were 
where the teacher would say, she's just so strong-willed. And I'm listening. I'm like, that's an amazing quality. Yes. I mean, if you were talking about an adult woman, you'd be like, she's strong-willed. And everyone would be like, yes, girl. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like I got to a point where I realized that the things that was being asked of me as a parent to do to my child had really nothing to do with what was best for my child. It was what was best for the system, Mm -hmm. what would make things easier for everyone else. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't there for that. And so I did have to start to advocate for her and then ask the, the necessary questions like, why are we doing this? Who is this for? And if it wasn't for Genesis, I could no longer be a part of what that was, you know, being asked of, you know, so, um, I think the advocating part was necessary also for her because she experiences so much in the school system that says you're wrong, you're bad. You're, you're not like everyone else that I have to stand up for her and say, you're not like everyone else. Thank God. Because you know what? We need different types of people to do different things. Mm -hmm. And I I think I was telling you before, um, I kept thinking when these principals and these teachers and these, you know, the Dean calls me and they're telling me these things that they're saying about her. And I'm thinking, could you just come to one of her dance performances? Cause she's amazing. And when you see her in this light, I think you're going to feel different about the person Mm -hmm. and they have to be able to really take on the idea that they absolutely love the arts. We all love music. We all go to a movie or a ballet. You appreciate her art, but you don't recognize it right now. And you, you, you know, any person that goes to a ballet goes, that person must have put in millions of hours to be this great and wonderful. Right. And they have grit. Yes. Here we are back at the same place that we're trying to say my child at 13 doesn't have, but later it's okay. Yeah. Give it back to her now. Yeah. Now it's okay for her to, you know, focus in on that. Yeah. So tying in all these ideas of grit identity, here is your 13-year-old daughter who knows who she is at such a young age, knows what she loves to do, and invests her talents accordingly. And because the school system, the public school system, you know, that evaluates her, her progress and her abilities and her ability to succeed and launch a future that's going to make her happy, that's going to give back value to our society, school is not doing that great of a job valuing and evaluating her strengths and instead trying to put her in a small box of what they define as a successful student. And I remember, you know, my comment back to this is my question, how much do we as a society and as a species, how much do we value the arts? How much do arts really impact our lives for the better? And how sad it is that we are stripping the public schools of these arts and we are not allowing our students to really dive deep into their identity, their talents, and to find what drives them. Um, And so I just want to say how amazing uh, and just how amazing you are for um, providing your daughter with um, sort of like you're saying, it's okay. It's okay to be you. I give you permission to be you. And I don't care what any of these, you know, quote-unquote teachers or administrators or people in authority are telling you, I'm saying you 
um, have the right to self-determination and that I will be your advocate and that I will model how you will advocate for yourself as a woman, as a woman of color, as somebody growing up in a huge city, um, you know, somebody who has to chart a path for yourself. Um, and unfortunately, we're not getting it from the schools, but fortunately, you're able to provide that as a parent. And my passion um, and, and my mission is to empower parents. Um, because one thing I recognize about you is you're intelligent, you've been a student, you've, you know, at a high level, um, you've been a professor, you've been a teacher, you've been a tutor, and even you are finding this system so difficult to navigate. You know, what about the parents who don't have the knowledge and resources and training you do? What about the parents who are intimidated and who don't have a connection with their school and um, what about those kids who struggle and who fall through the cracks and who believe somewhere deep inside of them that there's something wrong with them mm -hmm. or parents who believe there's something wrong with their kids um, I meet hundreds of parents like that who are struggling so I I love your message um, I love that we got to sit down and record it for other people to hear and I'd love to hear from other parents or students listening in or educators. Um, I'd love for you to share your feedback, your thoughts, your frustrations, your stories. That's what this podcast is all about. And we're going to continue um, meeting and having conversations with amazing people. And Latanya, would you ever come back and uh, have more conversations with us here? Absolutely. I have <laughs> a whole lot more to say. So oh, yeah. Anytime. I love it. Yes. Okay. So this is it for today. And um, I welcome you uh, to give your feedback, anyone out there who's listening and who has something to say. And until next time, this has been Yulia at Mindful Education. Thanks for listening.